Hello, Jordan. Oh, I'm fine, thank you. And you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for your patience here. Can you hear me okay? Uh, don't worry. Yes, yes, everything is okay. That man I'm talking to, you probably don't recognize his voice, but regular decrypted listeners might remember his name. My name is Christian Provisionato. I'm an Italian citizen. I have uh, 43. I'm a bodyguard. In 2050, in August, my company asked me to go in Mauritania to change... Uh, uh, another Italian man for a demo about some uh, cyber security products and uh, then uh, start my nightmare. Back in January, we brought you the story of a cyber weapons deal between the government of the West African nation Mauritania and an Indian cyber arms dealer. It was a risky deal that ultimately fell apart, and Christian, an Italian bodyguard, who was sent to Mauritania only as a prop for a meeting that was supposed to take place. He ended up getting held hostage in a Mauritanian prison for over a year. And if you haven't listened to this original episode or the story sounds only vaguely familiar, go back into our feed wherever you listen to this show and listen to the full episode. It's really one of the most dramatic stories we've covered on this show. And today we have a spoiler for you. Christian was finally released by Mauritania in May after being held for 21 months. The Italian government succeeded in securing his release in exchange for expanded trade and diplomatic ties to Mauritania. Now that's something that's far more valuable than the $1.5 million the Mauritanian government claimed it was originally defrauded in this deal. Now Christian is finally back with his family and his girlfriend in Italy. And I'm Jordan Robertson. And this week we're doing something a little bit different, bringing you an update on a man who lost almost two years of his life in an African military prison. Christian was an unwitting casualty in this world we have now, where billions of dollars exchange hands underground to allow criminals and authoritarian governments to spy on us. Now, in the original episode that we aired in January, You heard about what happened to Christian from Christian's brother, because obviously Christian was still imprisoned. But we caught up with Christian on a recent afternoon now that he's free and asked him to recount his experiences in Mauritania and also tell us about what he's up to today. So, Jordan, should we play the tape? Absolutely. Let's do it. Tell us what happened next. My company sent uh, me... They told me to go to represent uh, some um, cyber security products, but they told me my job was only to support uh, Indian technicians about uh, the day of the meeting with the Mauritanian government. Uh, when uh, I was in Mauritania, no one uh, comes. This uh, Manish Kumar or Indian technician, no, no one uh, come. And uh, after uh, two weeks, the Mauritanian police come in my apartment 
and they arrested me and uh, nothing. And I passed uh, almost two years in uh, in uh, anti-terrorist barracks. What happened when they arrested you? They come uh, three men uh, in my apartment. Uh, they told me that uh, fall over uh, there. They put me in the in a car, in a civil car, and uh, they they brought me in a, in a in a barracks, uh, the anti-terrorist barracks. What was it like in the prison? My family don't. Uh, knew if I was alive or that, anything. And uh, only after uh, three months, the Mauritanian police gave me the permission to call my family. The police treat me well, but uh, the first place was very dirty, uh, a lot of uh, bugs, uh, insects. But uh, and only after one year, they moved uh, in another uh, barracks and another compound, and uh, the life uh, was uh, better then. Christian, when you were held in Mauritania, did you lose a lot of weight? We saw some pictures of you before and after, and it looks like you got really skinny. Uh, after uh, six months, I lost uh, uh, almost uh, 30 kilograms for the stress, for the condition, uh, for uh, lots of problems, for the, the food, because I'm diabetic. And they gave, they gave me only rice every day. What did you do during those days? How, how would you spend your time? <laughs> that was the problem. Uh, because for uh, one year, I had uh, anything to pass the time. I, sometimes I talk with uh, some people, but... Uh, that they speak in uh, in French or someone speaking English, but uh, I had anything to pass the time. No books, no no TV, anything. Uh, every day I I look at the the, the world. Uh, after only only after uh, six months. Uh, uh, Eight months, my family sent uh, me a box uh, with uh, some books and food. And that was uh, better after. Were you scared? I was uh, very afraid because uh, the time passed and my lawyer told me a lot of time if your government don't move, yeah, you risk to stay here a lot of time. Were you afraid that the Mauritanians would keep you for the rest of your life and, and never let you free? Oh, sometimes, yes, because uh, sometimes uh, I thought uh, they, they took me for a long, long time uh, 
And when uh, you are innocent, it's very bad. Because for the first day to the last day, me, I was a hostage and not a criminal. And they knew that, the Mauritanian and the Italian government. Are you mad at Manish Kumar? No, no. No, but he was the one who got you involved in the first place. But uh, the problem was that Manish Kumar uh, didn't send me in Mauritania. It was David Castro that uh, sent uh, me in Mauritania. Now I hope the Italian justice uh, they move to to keep this uh, this person, these people. So you got released. You were freed about a month ago. How's life been? I'm happy, but I'm tired of my mind after two years uh, in a room with myself, only with myself. What did you do that first day when you were freed? I met my family in Rome, my my girlfriend. We we passed the time uh, together, and the day after I returned in my home. What did it feel like to be a free man after all you'd been through? Ah, my emotion was uh, a very big emotion uh, because uh, I didn't expect uh, the Italian delegation. Uh, they came and uh, told me you are free. That was uh, the the best day of my life. <laughs> I imagine. At, at any point, did you give up hope? Did you just did you did you just feel that you would never never leave? I have trust in the Italian government, but uh, only after uh, a lot of time. And uh, I, I said uh, my, myself, uh, one day you return free because you are innocent. Do you want people to learn? What I want, <laughs> what I want for these people that send me in Mauritania. Yeah? Sure, sure. Do you want to see them go to prison? You want to you want to see them in prison? I want they they pay in front of the justice if they committed a crime or not uh, against me. The Italian justice uh, will uh, decide about that. <laughs> I I imagine you're not going to a vacation in Mauritania. Ah, okay. <laughs> no, I I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, they are good people, but uh, they have uh, a little problem with uh, the freedom <laughs> in, in that country. <laughs> well, 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 Christian, we're, we're, we're so glad you're out. Thanks, Christian. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, Jordan, what I found really striking about this conversation was how Christian said he wasn't mad at all at Manish Kumar, who 
was that Indian cyber arms dealer who got him in this mess in the first place. I mean, I thought that was remarkable. Right. I mean, you know, when we first started reporting this story, the story was originally about Manish Kumar, this Indian cyber weapons dealer who got in way over his head in this deal in Mauritania. You would think that Christian, the person who was hurt most in this deal, uh, would be furious at Manish, but he reserves his anger for the guy who actually sent him to Mauritania, a guy named David Castro, who was a subcontractor to uh, to Manish Kumar's uh, cyber weapons company. And it was really David Castro who uh, who assigned Christian this job in Mauritania. And, you know, one of the things that, that's really striking in talking with Christian, because I, I've talked to his family over the course of the past two years in reporting our story, and then mm-hmm. obviously now after his, his freedom. And the one thing that's really striking is they have no idea what this whole cyber stuff is all about. They didn't even know who Manish yeah. Kumar was right. uh, until he was arrested. And they learned a lot about who Manish Kumar was through our story. So this whole world was completely unknown to them and to be victimized in this way for for two years. Christian's still trying to put the pieces together in his own mind. But also Christians seem really tired. I mean, which I guess isn't surprising for someone who was held for so long. Yeah, I, I think a lot of this was obviously physical exhaustion, but also mental exhaustion in talking with him. We spoke with him several weeks after he was freed. Uh, so he was just getting used to life in uh, back in Italy. So, you know, this trial that Christian kept referring to, that he wants David Castro to be met with justice, is Castro going to be tried in Italy now? We don't know. Uh, you know, I, I had talked with David Castro. I had exchanged some emails. I, I think we may have spoken once or twice during the course of the reporting. But David cut off communications uh, a little bit closer to publication and mm. has not responded to uh, to requests since. I think there are a couple of reasons for that. But but one pretty clearly is that he is exposed potentially legally uh, because uh, because of what uh, of what happened here. This was a huge deal for the Italian government. Anytime a, a citizen is is kidnapped or, or held hostage abroad, uh, the Italian government you know, really moved mountains here. They they had several diplomatic trips to Mauritania to get Christian freed. A huge expense. The resolution of this, getting Christian freed in exchange apparently for expanded relations uh, with Italy. Uh, this was a really big deal that got the attention of the highest levels of Italian government. So there was a big cost here. And if David Castro knew or had reason to know that this was going to happen to Christian, then he's absolutely legally exposed in uh, in Italy. But uh, whether he whether he's actually going to be charged or arrested, who knows? But clearly Christian, Christian uh, wants that to happen. Right, right. And, you know, by the way, that the guy Manish Kumar, the Indian cyber arms dealer who uh, was trying to orchestrate this deal with Mauritania, what's he up to now? So Manish, Manish is 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 one of the most interesting characters in this whole thing. I I went to New Delhi uh, and and spent a few days with Manish mm-hmm. while we were reporting the story. So we've kept up, and I, I actually had a had a good enough time in in, in India with him. Uh, he's a young guy. He's a he's a he's a nice guy. It seems. Uh, who did a a, a really uh, bad thing here? You know this this deal fell apart and and Christian was was imprisoned for for two years because of it. Manish though walked away with yeah, likely a million dollars out of this deal, 
and uh, we've communicated over email since, and he's still uh, he's still wheeling and dealing. And he said he's still got some big deals on the line. He's working with the government of Egypt, he says. Uh, mm-hmm. He's happy that this Mauritania deal is behind him. Uh, clearly, he's not going to be able to go back there anytime. But he didn't, he didn't help resolve it. <laughs> he didn't. Well, that's the thing. So he said he was trying to work with the Mauritanian government to find an alternative to the thing that they wanted that he couldn't ultimately deliver. Uh, but yeah, the, the, the entity that resolved this was the Italian government. And Manish was able to walk away with a seven-figure payout. Uh, he, uh, he said last time I spoke with him, he may be moving to Cyprus. Uh, mm-hmm. or one of those uh, one of the countries in, in that region. And he's again, he, he got paid. He's got a young family. Uh, and he says he's he's continuing to pursue this line of work. So Manish, I did get the sense talking with Manish, so he does carry the weight of this around. I mean, this was also a guy who got in way over his head and really didn't understand the stakes, in my view, uh, until it was too late and until uh, until the die were cast. Amazing. Well, thank you for that update, Jordan. Oh, thank you. It's a, it's, it's a very, very good outcome for Christian and, and everybody. And that's it for this week's episode of Decrypted. Thanks for listening. We always want to hear what you think of the show. Record a voice message and send it to us at decrypted at Bloomberg.net. Also, I'm on Twitter at JordanR1000. And I'm at Aki Ito 7. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts and take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. This really does so much to get our show in front of more people. This episode was produced by Pia Gadkari, Liz Smith, and Magnus Henriksen. Thanks to Nico Grant and Isabel Gottlieb for their help on today's show. Alec McCabe is head of Bloomberg Podcasts. We'll see you next week. <laughs>